You're listening to TIP. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this Wednesday's release of the Bitcoin Fundamentals podcast. On today's show, I have Mr. Nashville, Bitcoin Park, Rod Rudy. During the show, Rod and I talk about how he participated in a local Bitcoin meetup in his hometown and took things to the next level by creating an entire park that has attracted numerous developers and Bitcoin builders to the city. We talk about some of the more profound events he's had at the park, like, for instance, holding a lightning summit, among many other events, how he's teamed up with Kathy Wood's ARC for sharing important information about Bitcoin to all of her investors and much, much more. So without further delay, here's my interview with Mr. Rod Rudy. You're listening to Bitcoin Fundamentals by The Investors Podcast Network. Now for your host, Preston Pish. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm here with Rod. Rod, we've been friends for quite a while now. We talk all the time. I don't know why it's taking this long for us to do a uh, podcast recording together, but welcome to the show. Preston, the pleasure's all mine, man. And uh, I haven't really had much to talk about yet, so uh, really excited to That's do this. That's not true. That's not true. You have a lot to talk about. For people who are not familiar with Rod, he is Mr. Nashville. He is Mr. Tennessee. He is the guy that anytime you see Bitcoin Park in Nashville, he's the guy and uh, Matt O'Dell. Those yeah, two definitely. are the guys that are really kind of making this happen. So I'm curious because when I was in Nashville, I went over and I toured the Bitcoin Magazine location and I was talking to some of these guys and they were showing me like all the stuff that, you know, there's something that you don't think about with Bitcoin Magazine is they have to store like the volcano and like all this. So like it's showing me the warehouse there in Nashville. Anyway, so we're walking down the street and they point to this, like, look like a warehouse. And they said, this is where the Nashville meetup used to take place and Rod was the guy running it. And I didn't realize this. I didn't know that you were kind of doing this before Bitcoin Park. So tell us kind of your Bitcoin story. Tell us about the early days of these Nashville meetups and how it's evolved into this monster, this thing that you created. Yeah. There. Go ahead. Well, appreciate that. Definitely cannot take full credit. Actually, the meetup originally started when Mills moved to Nashville and she was like, Hey, let's do a Bitcoin meetup. And we did. How and many people was, are, are you talking right now? You know, for the first one was August, I want to say 2021. And we had 20 or so folks come and it was awesome. It was so magical. It was a bit rainy. I'll never forget it. It was outside Jackalope Brewery. We were just on park benches going around, just introducing ourselves we had folks that found out about the meetup and were visiting from like Philadelphia. They were at like some business convention. They popped over. We had older folks. We had younger folks. And we're like, wow, this is pretty gnarly that we just posted this and people just decided to take their time, their most valuable, precious resource and come here and, and hang with us and jam on Bitcoin. And then we moved to a more topic focused uh, meetup, which was kind of like in the in-between of a social meetup and a bit devs where I think it was October. And I purposely did this because I knew the Bitcoin Magazine guys were doing a, a quarterly offsite. So mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people were going to be in town. Mm -hmm. And I actually, there was another like freedom festival. Anyways, 
the uh, Stefan Levera was in town and then Matt O'Dell was in town. And I was like, hey guys, why don't you guys join me for a panel and let's talk about Bitcoin? And they're like, yeah, sure. And we jammed on it. And then we had like maybe a hundred people show up for that. So wow. we went from 200, which was kind of impressive. And then next thing you know, this thing snowballed. And every month since we've been having a different topic focused uh, Bitcoin topic each month. And I think it's been pretty special. I'll say that. Yeah, no doubt. So talk to us about the leap. I mean, this is like, so we're talking about a hundred people, you're on park benches and like doing this kind of just ad hoc to, I mean, really going all out and, and really kind of talk about the facility, Rod, because for people- Maybe that- I'll tell you a couple of stories <laughs> that'll lead up to this. Which yeah, is please fun. do, please do. So Jack Brewery, shout out to Steve, the owner and their entire team. They were so kind. This was, you know, during COVID, you know, looking for a dedicated space such that we can host people. And this is out of our own, you know, out of pocket expenses. And this is a, a pro tip for any meetup organizers out there. Get your costs to zero because then it'll be a burden on yourself. So Steve was kind enough to give us a dedicated space in Jackalope on uh, Wednesday nights. And I was like, hey, what's your least traffic night? And he's like, oh, Wednesday nights. I'm like, done. We'll do Wednesday nights and we'll do the second Wednesday of every month. We had our own space. They actually had a projector and, and so on. They had AV equipment and they gave us a, a bartender. No minimum, no anything. I just said, hey, we'll bring people there. And next thing you know, people start showing up, buying beers, and we drove revenue to the, the establishment. But more importantly, people started traveling to Nashville for these meetups, which was really cool to see. And uh, we kind of outgrew the space. We outgrew the space in number of people and also what we wanted to do there. We wanted to make it as free and open as possible. One time, I think in December, mining was the topic. And it was December, I want to say 2021. Harry Sudock. Kevin Zhang, I mean, Econo Alchemist, Diverter, Colin Harper, list goes on. Max Gagliardi, Marty Bent, Matt, all these people came in town and it was like a mini mining summit. We had 250 plus people hanging off the stairwell and so on. I'm like, dang, we probably need a, a larger space. And also uh, we need a space to do what we want to do. Then fast forward to, well, June, I want to say of 2022 or May in June of 2022. And we took the crazy leap, which I do not recommend unless you're crazy, uh, and got our own dedicated space, which is now Bitcoin Park. Tell people about the space. Tell them this, this yeah. is unreal. Yeah, the space, um, the story behind the space. So there was a band, a country band, and uh, they were breaking up. Well, actually, let me back up for a second. My background, I was in tech for a number of years then did angel investing and then did some real estate, both residential as well as commercial. I like to simplify my life and identify like really top level people in each of these different disciplines, whether it's legal, accounting and real estate, commercial and residential, and just work with them. And they know exactly what I like and I know how they operate. One of the my friends now is my commercial broker. And I was like, hey, here's a unicorn idea and property that over the next few years, I would love to look at. One, it needs to have its own bar. Two, it needs its own co-working space. Three, it needs its own event space so I can host these meetups. Four, it needs areas or rooms to record podcasts and so on. And this is one of my good friends and he never sells me on anything, but he's like, Rod, I literally may have something for you. And it's like off market. These guys are breaking up and they want to do something like very under the radar. 
And the next thing you know, in the heart of Hillsborough Village, which is walking distance to Vanderbilt and uh, Belmont University, we have Bitcoin Park, which is these, and you know, and I really appreciate you pressing. I mean, you've been up so many times and supporting us and just participating, which is awesome. So I'm speaking to the choir, but they're two dedicated buildings and they're beautiful. They're really well-designed, classical, <laughs> the furniture, everything stayed with the place, which is also kind of amazing as well. I actually don't even like talking about it because I don't do it justice until you experience it yourself. To include the uh, Starbucks level coffee machine that was required that you take it upon receipt of the building, correct? Correct. And there's a funny story with that. So we take over the place in June or May, June, and I, I forget what the price of Bitcoin was, but it was definitely higher than it was today. And we <laughs> dropped down to whatever it was, 15K. And somebody told me that that espresso machine would fetch anywhere from 10 to 20,000. I was literally this close to be like, get it out of here. We're selling that. We're taking a Bitcoin. <laughs> but there's so many members that each morning were making their own espressos and really appreciated the quality of the machine. And uh, I couldn't pull the trigger and, and sell it, even though. Boy, that's going to be a painful lesson 10 years from now. It will. But I will say this, which is probably a not unpopular opinion. There's going to be a lot of painful Oh, I you know spent you know three thousand sats on buying stickers at the no lightning bet machine too. A number of these other things. I think using Bitcoin over time and finding joy will be better than any of those. Like, oh, I wish I just held it, if you will. So maybe it's like a a joy versus want. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Here's the point that I, I want the listener to really kind of take away from this conversation, not just us kind of oozing over the, the uh, Nashville location. This is really about education. This is really about how can you, in a cellular kind of way, in your local community that maybe you love, just like Rod loves the Nashville area, take away this conversation to help educate your local domain where, oh. where you love to be. And the do's and don'ts, the, the importance of such a mission, how you can find fellow Bitcoiners, things like that. So like when you look at that broader mission of what we're trying to accomplish and educate people on, what are some of your top kind of takeaways from what you've learned doing this in style in Nashville, Tennessee? So it's, I'll say the TLDR, and then I'll go into a lot of detail. The yeah, TLDR yeah. is it's very easy to do, very hard to be consistent, and it, even harder to make it unique and excellent. And we're still learning on those last two areas a lot and tinkering a number of different things. It's easy to do in the sense that the tooling and the audience and the community support is there. You just got to do it. Meaning, and, and don't over-engineer it. Don't think like the end product is a Bitcoin park or a Bitcoin commons or a pub key or a Reading Bitcoin center or any of these other third spaces. It could be just you and your friend sitting at a bar with you know less noise around you bothering you and just enjoying a beer and talking about Bitcoin and the latest developments in the Bitcoin space, whether it's on the economics and incentive side, on the technical side, whatever your specific passion around Bitcoin, follow that and then create a meetup page. Still, we need to like use meetup. It's kind of like YouTube and so on. They just have the distribution. Then go from there and then you know tag me. We have a Telegram channel with almost 200 Bitcoin meetup organizers and supporters. I'll say the hidden sauce, especially for Mills, Matt, and now Harry, who's joined us, is there's a small group of just 
dedicated Bitcoiners that just want to help in your community. We have an unbelievable one in Nashville. I can just go down the list of folks that have just been there to help set up the AV, to help take out the trash, to help clean up after folks. Although I will say Nashville is a little different. Everyone cleans up after themselves, which is just awesome. And just starting. And you'll be surprised by the number of people that you know come out of the woodworks, like a Preston Pish that you'll meet in the courtyard and uh, have a beer with until 11 o'clock at night and uh, be like, wait, you're that guy on that investor's podcast, right? What are you doing here in Nashville, Tennessee? Rod, so as you look at your mission and what you guys are really trying to accomplish there, walk people through just so they can kind of get a feel of how you've laid it out and what you're trying to like maybe short term and then long term objectives with the park. So simply Bitcoin Park is a community supported campus here in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're focused on grassroots Bitcoin adoption and a home for Bitcoiners to work, learn, collaborate, and build. I think I have an, a somewhat unpopular take, in the, and I'm nuanced in the wording of this, which is hyper-Bitcoinization versus grassroots Bitcoin adoption, where yes, hyper-Bitcoinization is great and it could happen, but I think you know, I'm a big compounding interest guy and a compounding of my time and uh, reputation and capital. I think with grassroots or uh, grassroots Bitcoin initiatives in your local community, that's the best thing you can do in terms of fostering education amongst your local community. Because yes, number go up and Bitcoin, all the economic properties, but you also want to support your local community and educate them because that's where you're raising your family. That's where you're putting your roots and hopefully looking out 10, 20, 30 years. I know my wife looks at me like perplexed a lot of times, but one time in particular, I was like looking at one of our kids and I was just staring at her and I was like, I can't wait to give your toast at your wedding. She's like, she's three years old. What are you talking about? And that gives you a sense of my low time preference of how I'm thinking about these things. And so similar in that vein with Bitcoin Park, we we do a number of things that are just completely different. We uh, we max have about 200, 250 people that can attend because of the limited space. We have a no social media, no photos policy, where in this day and age, and I, no knock, it just differentiates ourselves so that we can have uh, more intimate conversations and deeper conversations, which I think are, and more importantly, in real life, which are lacking in general. So long story short, I think you can start within your community in a number of different ways. So I was up, this was probably, I don't know, six months ago with my family, and we were just kind of uh, sightseeing around Nashville. And one of the big sites to go see is this Parthenon. And yes, I said Parthenon for people that aren't intimately familiar with Nashville. So back in 1897, there was like this fair that was happening in the Nashville area. And there was this major called, uh, his name was Eugene Lewis, who really kind of doubled down on this idea that that Nashville was branding itself as the Athens of the South. And so this major was like, we need to literally build a full-scale Parthenon in Nashville. And so they did. They built this thing, you know, over a hundred years ago. And I was reading when I was up there visiting, we we visited it as a family. I was reading about this major who brought it there and this idea that Nashville was they were branding it as the Athens of the South. And later that weekend, I was over at Bitcoin Park and I'm talking to Rod and he says this phrase, him and Matt are standing there and you guys go, yeah, we, we want to brand Nashville as Sovereign Valley instead of like Silicon Valley. 
And it was just too coincidental for me as I was literally touring this Parthenon the day before and then branding Athens of the South. And then you and Matt are standing there saying, yeah, Nashville is going to be Sovereign Valley. And so for people that aren't intimately familiar with what you're doing there, you are truly making this happen with this brand. And where I see it most, Rod, is you're actively involved in the political environment in Tennessee, in Nashville. I mean, I've gone over there and I've seen literally senators, U.S. federal senators walking around the park. And I've heard from the governor's office that they're involved and that they're going over to meetups. And you're just acting on this idea of Nashville being Sovereign Valley. There's a question where I'm going with this. A lot of Bitcoiners, they don't even like the idea of interacting with politicians. They, they're like, well, Bitcoin's going to be successful no matter what. And I think you see it differently. I know I see it differently than that opinion. And I won't say my reason why, but I'm going to ask you why. Why do you engage in the politics when you and I both know Bitcoin doesn't need the politicians? It's going to be successful in the long run one way or the other. But why? Why would you engage in politics like that? So you said the word active. I wouldn't say I, I just slight reframe. I would not say I'm active, but more reactive. And now I am, yes, correct, engaging a little bit, even clicking up a little bit. I think we've been fortunate to welcome all sorts of people to the park and that makes it super special. Going back to that meetup back in August of 2021, um, we had, uh, yeah, like grandparents, uh, even after that, grandparents, high school students, uh, one high school student, now he's at Vanderbilt, would take two buses when his parents were out of town just to come to the meetup and he'd bring his math books in front row. And he just, I was like, I'm investing in you, by the way, stay close to me and I won't dox him, but I'm definitely going to be investing in that kid. We had a number of different types of people. It, there was no make and model of a Bitcoiner, in, mm -hmm. especially in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. There's no sub mining. In, I mean, although now mining is very prevalent here, don't get me wrong, but there's no, oh, there's it's tech focused. It's this focus. We're just Bitcoin focused here in Nashville. Yeah. And at first, I'll be honest, you know, when the, a number of these teams would come and engage us or try to engage us, I just, I didn't know what to talk to them about. So I just politely declined. And uh, very, very fortunate and a huge shout out to the Bitcoin Policy Institute Grant, David, and Stephen, who work out of Bitcoin Park. At first, I mentioned a couple of these meetings and they're like, please take these meetings. Let's jam with these folks. So I just bring them along and, and then they've been great to follow up and engage with these folks. I guess my long story here is it's not proactive. It's more reactive in the sense that what's the end game? The end game is to drive even greater local Bitcoin adoption and then hopefully influence some policymakers who carry a lot of weight, fortunately or unfortunately, around educating them on Bitcoin and the values around freedom, censorship resistant and permissionless freedom money. And I think we've done an okay job. I think there's still a lot of room to go. But I will say, rather than on the legislation side, one of the areas that I'm really interested in is uh, driving Bitcoin entrepreneurship here in Tennessee in general, as well as uh, specifically in Nashville. You know, 1031 doubling down in Nashville, other Bitcoin investors doubling down here in Nashville, other Bitcoin entrepreneurs moving from wherever they are to Nashville, Tennessee. That's just going to compound and attract even more talent, more developer talent. We're doing even more things like in the open source community. Big shout out to Steve Myers. We have Matthew Ramsden, who just recently quit his job and got a grant from Spiral working out of the park. I mean, 
Preston, like I have goosebumps talking about this kind of stuff because it's like an well, honor and a privilege to like host these folks and be a, a vessel for them to build and create, collaborate and learn here in Nashville. And the best is yet to come. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's sponsors. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a data-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, homeowners earn on average 20% or more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa makes vacation home ownership easy. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home by doing less, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com. That's vacasa.com to get started on your dream of owning a vacation home. Have you ever wondered if there's an AI tool like ChatGBT specifically built for the stock market? A tool that not only aids you in your research and analysis process, but also allows for dynamic discussions? Today, I want to share such a tool with you called Meka. Meka is the AI-powered stock research assistant now enhanced with real-time stock data. Meka does a lot of the heavy lifting of sifting through financial statements and company data and delivers it to you nearly instantaneously, and the best part is that it's 100% free. Try it out today and ask Meka questions like, what is the financial health of Microsoft? How much cash does Copart hold on its balance sheet? What is the return on invested capital of Adobe or millions of other prompts? Check it out today for free at Meka.com. That's M-E-Y-K-A.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Range Rover Sport. Range Rover Sport leads by example with their dynamic design that rises to the occasion. It's got powerful on-road performance and commanding all-terrain capabilities coupled with signature Range Rover refinement. The third-generation Range Rover Sport is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet, redefining sporting luxury. It's got advanced cabin technologies such as active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offering next-level comfort and refinement. The purposeful cockpit-like driving position sets the tone for a focused interior that promotes exhilarating driver engagement. Award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment is at the heart of the experience and provides intuitive control of the vehicle systems. You can enjoy a dynamic drive in total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. That's LandRoverUSA.com. All right, back to the show. Rod, this is what I think is the essence. Knowing you, right, having gotten to know you, this is the essence to your response. You love Nashville. You love that area. You don't want to leave that area. Correct. You want to make sure that the people around you that are in your vicinity get it right. And that's why you're involved in that way. And the only way to actually involve yourself is through education. You don't care if it's Republican, Democrat, or whoever. You just want to make sure that they actually understand what the hell they're talking about when they talk about Bitcoin. And all these ancillary altcoins that are a disaster and that they actually understand what they are, right? Like, that's why you're involved. 
is because you don't want it to go to some other jurisdiction or domain. You want it to be in your domain where you want to live. And 100%. Right? Like, that's it. And so I, I guess I get a little frustrated with folks. And I think what it does is it actually speaks more to maybe their dissatisfaction with where they actually live than anything else. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I'll say this, one of these well-known politicians, you know, said to me, I want to be on the right side of history here. So I want to do the work to learn about this. And I was like, you and me both, my friends, you and me both, I'm putting my time, capital and reputation all in on this Bitcoin, the capital B, the monetary network and Bitcoin, the lowercase b, the reserve asset. I think Bitcoin, the capital B monetary network is going to serve as the money protocol for 8 billion people across the globe. Mm-hmm. I think Bitcoin, the lowercase b, in one sentence, it preserves my future purchasing power better than any other investable asset ever created. End of story. So with those two, as I'll say, constants or knowns, how do we go and build from there? Well, it's we're around recruiting developers, recruiting entrepreneurs, recruiting users, recruiting all these people. And then what's the common denominator amongst all that? It's education, you know, and education is, in my opinion, is by doing. And so here at the park, you know, we accept Bitcoin. So it's one of the coolest things when, you know, some of these folks that are whatever back in 2013 or even 2017, when they're like, can you buy a cup of coffee with Bitcoin? Well, when you come to Bitcoin park, I'll buy the cup of coffee for you with Bitcoin. And uh, they see their eyes light up. And then I like point over to the lightning vending machine and I'm like, Hey, would you like to buy a sticker? And they're like, zap, uh, you know, well, not zap, but you use lightning and uh, buy a sticker. And they're like, what, what, where am I? And I'm like, Disneyland for Bitcoin. That's where you Dude, are. it's better than that. So yeah. when I was up there, you have this video game that's set up. Uh, what's the name of the one that's like the snake where it's like going after the, it's like this oh, Chain Duel. That's chain another duel. cool game. So yeah, there's yeah. this game, Chain Duel, like full arcade style there at the park. And I was there, uh, I was playing with Mags. And so Mags is like, Preston, you want to play this? I was like, yeah, how do I play? We basically put, I don't know what it was, like a thousand sats on deposit, 10,000 sats on deposit on each of our sides of the, she was player one, I was player two. We both load the thousand sats into the game. We play the game. I won. (laughs) And at the end, there's a QR code that pops up. Yeah. And it's like claim your your sats, which, you know, if we I don't remember what we loaded into it, but let's just say it was a thousand each. There was like one thousand nine hundred sats that I could collect after the game was over. So I just pull out my Bitcoin wallet. I scan the game and I got nineteen hundred sats on my phone. The other hundred sats, some of them went to Bitcoin Park and some of them went to the developer of the dang game. How awesome is that? It's unreal. And it was a blast. Like we're, we're competitively playing against each other. You get paid, the developer gets paid and the winner of the game gets paid. And I'm just like looking at this. I was like, there's something big happening here. Like this is just wild for people to be able to experience some of these things that you have on display there. Just it's, it's wild. Yeah. Even another one. So we, we hosted the lightning summit here in July and thanks again for coming up. And, uh, we wanted to bring lightning to life. And uh, a huge shout out to George Vaccaro. He created from scratch a Bitcoin Park kiosk arcade. You just play arcade games that you pay via lightning. You can toggle different screens within that arcade game. It's now affixed to our wall with beautiful Bitcoin Park branding. I need to take another photo and just post it on Twitter. But in Noster, it shows Bitcoin uh, stats like Mempool and um, Clark Moody's dashboard and then Time Chain Calendar. And it's now like a really fun member benefit that they can use it as an entertainment center. And there's videos, there's memes. It's, and it's got like a nice trackball with a joystick. 
human ingenuity is just so amazing in the Bitcoin space. The people that are creating this kind of stuff, like the lightning sticker vending machine I mentioned before, mm-hmm. you know, a massive shout out to uh, Tommy and Joe. They're the creators of this with Sam from Lightning Store. You just, did I go and say, hey, can you do this for me? Like selfishly, they, you know, they brought that idea to us and we're like, of course, we'd love to be the vessel or the platform for you guys to demo your beautiful games or your beautiful creations and uh, try it out with the community. And I think that's where this third space, which one is Bitcoin Park, could go eventually is within those local communities. It's like your own like mini demo days and mini workshop areas where, hey, I'm tinkering on this idea. I want to go and see if I can find my first customer or find my first couple users. Yeah, we we have now our meetup pages over, I want to say 13 or 1400 people. We post a little workshop, you know, XYZ, and then we get anywhere from 10, 15 to 100 people to show up. And it's like, whoa, this is amazing. I've got a question for you on Noster. So I've been up to the park a couple times and, you know, you are hyper-focused on Bitcoin, right? And then there's this Noster, like social media, decentralized social media thing that Bitcoiners are also, I'm going to use the term obsessed with, and it keeps coming up at Bitcoin Park, but it's not Bitcoin. It's this other thing. It's this like free speech platform. And it seems like everybody at the park doesn't mind getting away from Bitcoin to talk about this Noster thing, this decentralized social media communication layer. Why do you think that is that Bitcoiners are so willing to give up their time focusing on building and talking about layer two or whatever they are on Bitcoin to talk about this communication layer? So I think the underlying or the I keep using the word common denominator is around freedom tech. And I think we're going to see more freedom tech movements. Bitcoin is the money protocol for freedom tech, in my opinion. And then there's going to be a social protocols around the freedom tech stack and of which I think Noster's fantastic. Jack Dorsey was on Jack Mahler's podcast, the Money Matters podcast, and eloquently laid this out in terms of the stack from uh, money to social and then to messaging with Simplex. I need to do a little bit more on Simplex as well. And I think taking the principles of what makes Bitcoin great and applying it to all these other areas that have been captured you know, your audience already knows like how the internet is structured with TCP, IP and HTTP and SMTP and FTP, but those protocols are super lean and the application layer has taken over and monopolized and become super centralized. So it's, this is again, going back to the low time preference to going back to doing my daughter's uh, speech at her wedding. This is a super, super long game and put on comfortable shoes, everybody, because it's going to be a long freaking game. As we are redoing and unwinding a lot, not even unwinding, just going to another stack of amazing technology. It's just going to take time. It's not going to work perfectly, but I think it's going to be working better. And that's where, to answer your question directly, that's why I think a lot of folks, especially in the Bitcoin community, are super enthusiastic around these other freedom tech-oriented platforms. It almost seems like a coordination layer. Like you got Bitcoin, which is this ultimate exchange of energy. So like Mm -hmm. if you perform work for me and I need to pay you for that work that you performed, we want to use Bitcoin because it's the most secure, immutable ledger of this energy exchange that has taken place between the two of us. But in order to coordinate that, 
where I put the request to you through a communications channel in a way that can't be destroyed or screwed with or controlled by some outside entity. We need some type of layer that's not happening on that money layer, but that's happening on a coordination layer. I don't know if that's the way that you would define it. And maybe that's why Bitcoiners are so they can see that harmonious relationship between the need to coordinate and the need to exchange energy. And they kind of like go together like peanut butter and jelly. Is that how you view it? Totally. Wherever there's a middleman, a Bitcoiner is ready to go and blow it up. And honestly, that's not providing a ton of value in the brokerage side. Mm-hmm. So one of which is on the Facebook, the Twitters, the Instagrams of the world. Again, this is going to be a take a long time. I'm not mm-hmm. saying this is happening tomorrow. But I will say with Nostra adoption, you're getting folks like the Jacks of the world, the Prestons of the world, the Odells of the world, and so on behind this and where they're investing their time and energy and making this their primary platform. I think it's got a faster adoption curve, if you will. And then the best marketing is around when people get canceled, censored, or booted off any of these platforms. And then they realize that even though they still need to use the platform, it's they're building their business and their potentially livelihood on quicksand. Someone going back to the money side, I think like, pay, I haven't read up on this, but PayPal introducing their um, stable coin and now they can just freeze or delete the dollar stable coin in their balance. People are going to get a rude awakening in terms of when they cannot use their money. And it's just a, a painful lesson. But I guess, Preston, a lot of folks just need to touch the stove, including myself, to learn and really drive personal responsibility and personal adoption. And I think it's just so fascinating. Like I'm a big class half full type of person and selfishly, by the way, I'll finish this thought and I want to tell you about why Bitcoin Park is also the most selfish thing I've ever done. But um, <laughs> it's surrounding myself by all of these builders that are building so much amazing tech. Like the Mutiny guys are a great example, that progressive web app that they're building around. You can just take 12 words, pop it in and you have your whole lightning wallet full stack ready to go. No one's going to mess with you and you got to go take that wherever you want to go in the world. And how cool is that? And we're just at the beginning. I remember when we were doing the dang lightning torch pass with Jack and all these other folks. And, you know, you had to go into the command line to, you know, basically send a lightning payment. Now we're bitching and moaning from Wallet of Satoshi being too centralized versus like uh, Moon now being too centralized to now uh, Mutiny being the, the next best thing. How awesome is that <laughs> that we're having those type of debates? Yeah, so I'll leave it there. And and then maybe I'll come back to the most selfish thing. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's sponsors. Kyle, you're connected with a ton of different investors and portfolio managers, and you're just really in the know on a lot of these things. How do you keep up with all the day-to-day headlines for your portfolio companies? Yeah, so I used to have a ton of issues with this, and that was until I started using Yahoo Finance. Really? What's so great about it? So Yahoo Finance is awesome. I have my whole portfolio entered and I can easily see all the top headlines to keep up with the recent news. And each day you get an overview of the major global events that might be moving the market. So I'm ready to easily pounce on any opportunities that come my way. What else can you do on Yahoo Finance's platform? They also have a number of cool features, including a tool that lets you link all of your investment accounts, analyst ratings, and independent research, as well as the ability to create customized charts. Well, now I know that the audience is really going to love this one. 
And I actually see they have 90 million monthly active users. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Today's show is sponsored by public.com. That's where you can earn 5.1% APY with a high yield cash account. While we can't say for certain it's the highest interest rate there is, we can say this. It's a higher rate than Robinhood, a higher rate than SoFi, a higher rate than Ally, a way higher rate than Bank of America and Chase, a higher rate than Citi, Wells Fargo, Discover, and it's a higher rate than American Express too. So if you want to start earning 5.1% APY on your cash, check out public.com. We can't say it's the highest interest rate, but it's pretty damn up there. This is a paid endorsement for public investing. 5.1% APY as of March 26, 2024 and is subject to change. A high-yield cash account is a secondary brokerage account with public investing, member FINRA slash SIPC. Funds from this account are automatically deposited into partner banks where they earn a variable interest and are eligible for FDIC insurance. Neither public investing nor any of its affiliates is a bank. U.S. only. Learn more at public.com slash disclosures slash high dash yield dash account. As many of you know, I love studying businesses and networking with business owners. The more I've studied businesses, the more I've realized that starting and scaling your business is easier than ever because of companies like Shopify. Did you know that Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S.? Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify even helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. What I personally love about Shopify is that it's the turnkey solution to kickstart and grow your business, and they are totally committed to giving you the necessary tools to succeed as a business owner. Plus, they have an award-winning customer support team there to help you every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify dot com slash WSB. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash WSB now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash WSB. All right, back to the show. I know whenever I come up and visit, I just, I kind of look at all the panels that you guys are having and the people that are coming into town to speak at the park. And I look at you and Matt and I'm saying, these guys are just hearing such deep conversations around the engineering and the tech that I think most are not getting access to. I know it's way deeper than the stuff that I cover on my show personally. What is something that you have seen in maybe the last six months that you just kind of went home at night and you're like, wow, I just saw, I saw the neatest thing in the world today at the park to your wife? Yeah. So the, this is a good segue because Bitcoin Park is literally the most selfish thing I've ever done. Before in like 20s, I was traveling around to meetups, conferences, just to go hang with Bitcoiners. When Matt was in New York, I would fly to New York to do cold card workshops with him. 
and learn like about how to use cold card then go to bit devs and and it was a lot easier when i had zero kids but flash forward to today with like you know four kids all very young i am glued to my house that changes that changes things it does and uh and by the way this was like you know 2017 2018 when i got into bitcoin so kids happen fast and and has been awesome so i'm not some bitcoin og or anything like that i then was like okay this is a another uh, constant, which is probably limited, tra- not probably, it is definitely limited travel. What can I do to, because I love meeting people. I love hanging with you, Preston. I love sitting out in the patio and just jamming on life, Bitcoin and everything. Like, how do we do this? So we did the meetups and it's like, all right, we'll do a monthly cadence and we'll invite our friends to come and uh, talk on a panel. And we did. And people flying, driving, and so on, and coming into town. So that's why it's the most selfish thing I've ever done is because it's about them coming to us here in Nashville rather than us going to them. And I'll never forget that. Around some of the panels and some of the things that has blown me away, a slight reframe on that, and I'll answer it directly, but the people that I've been able to meet that I otherwise would either not have met or maybe a met at like a at a conference or just passing through for like a quick drink where I can have deep meaningful conversations whether it's just you know a n- number of plebs to even you and I getting a much deeper relationship I mean with this six or seven times where we get to see each other per year which is just awesome to a number of other bitcoiners but I'll say so we started with the meetup we expanded to the bit devs now monthly bit devs which is the Tuesday before our monthly meetup which is Steve Myers and Matthew Ramsden and P host that bit devs and they do an amazing job. But then we're also doing these workshops. One in particular, Craig Raw from uh, the founder and lead developer of the Sparrow Wallet. Man, you want to talk about big brains, Preston? That guy is a big brain. And mm-hmm. he just did a basically a 15, 20 minute demo and then stumped the Bitcoiner and took, you know, another 40 minutes to an hour of questions. And it was just awesome. Another one, Wiz has always been great. It always comes through the park multiple times a year. And uh, we'll always do a mempool.space and our own chain analysis demo. And I'll send a transaction and he'll follow the transaction along, which is always, always fun. Other ones like NVK doing a 10 Vivic, doing a tap signer demo to the community, like bringing the Bitcoin to life and showing it with the founders, I think goes such a long way where then after they're done, Somebody can come shake their hand, buy the product from them directly, or just ask a follow-up question. And then I will make one more point and then I'll stop rambling, which is I think the other thing about what makes the park unique, but also other meetups as another just pro tip is around allowing open questions to be asked and not recording those questions so that our meetups, I mean, another good one was back in June of 2022 when we our topic was investing and building in Bitcoin. And we had a panel with you, Marty, Grant Gilliam from 1031 and Larry Laparte. And you guys went just deep and wide. And the questions that were coming from that packed room, again, filled to the brim, were freaking awesome. And I love that about the intimate conversations we can have amongst each other around Bitcoin. Otherwise, you would not have on Twitter when you're doing your keyboard commando or on a space when you're doing, you know, your telephone tough guy type stuff. So you got an issue next year, next summer, Bitcoin magazine is coming to Nashville. And I think I think you're going to have a lot of people that want to come over and see the park, but there's only so much space. So how in the world are you going to handle this? 
We are working on it and workshopping it, which I'll give the honest answer, which is I really hope everyone comes and visits us 11 months out of the year. You know, our, we have a free and open meetup. You go to meetup.com or bitcoinpark.com forward slash meetup. Uh, just join and you can stay up to date. We have the free bit devs. We have free workshops and so on. For the Bitcoin conference, they're probably going to have 20,000 people plus more maybe attend that conference, which is so amazing. And it's going to be down in downtown Nashville at an awesome venue with all the bars and so on downtown. We're not that far away from the, I mean, it's about a two mile walk. We are probably max capacity, 200 to 250 people, max, max. And we're tracking to have 200 members. Preston, I'm honored that you're one of the members. And we're going to make it like a member benefit and member focused time at the park. And it's not excluding anyone. It's just, we have limitations around size. And by the way, it's me, Matt, Harry, and Josh. That's Bitcoin Park. So we don't have a team or anything like that. So we, we need to do a couple updates. We'll, you know, we've been toying around a temporary fence, which we need to do for a number of reasons, but maybe even building a beautiful wall as well. But um, <laughs> long story long, I would just highly recommend taking a visit. Here's another pro tip. Go and, and this is what I always tell my Bitcoin friends to come to Nashville and, and jam with us at the meetup. I'm like, let's just say nobody shows up to the meetup and it's a terrible topic and I suck, which all high probabilities. <laughs> Go and find a band that you like and they always undoubtedly or undoubtedly you know come through nashville and then go and see them or go and be like you know what i'm going to go downtown to the honky tonks for the first time and, and enjoy that or i'm going to go to this amazing restaurant or experience nashville and uh stay at the gaylord it's a very nice hotel with beautiful plants and whatever inside <laughs> and there's tons of things that do in nashville yeah there really are there really are so don't come during the conference. Come some other time for one of the meetups. So definitely go to the conference because the conference is going to be awesome, but definitely come for one of our other meetups for sure. And I will say even the week before that, we're going to have the, by the way, I don't think we've announced it yet, but we're going to have the Lightning Summit the Thursday, Friday before the conference. So that's going to be 200 folks, ticketed folks. And we're going to run that at the Lightning Summit back. That was one of my favorite summits, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be, I mean, I hope over time we can, I don't even know what the right word is, but to your point around Noster and Freedom Tech and a number of these things, it's like ingrained in the, the Tennessee culture, I will say. That's why I think I've gravitated and assimilated myself so well to the community here. Sovereign Valley, man. Sovereign Valley. And I think by doing, we're going to accelerate that more and more. I think it just takes time, you know, being a small business owner. And now I have a, a newfound appreciation for other small business entrepreneurs around payroll, utilities, taxes, licensing, all the BS that nobody really talks about that takes up too much mind share. Mm -hmm. And then you sprinkle in and say, oh, and by the way, you should accept Bitcoin. And they're like, dude, I'm barely trying to survive here. And you're telling me I got to adopt this like new technology. But I will say, I think there's paths to uh, drive further Bitcoin adoption here in our local community. And over the next number of years, I'm really bullish on that. One of which hopefully is an accelerant is the conference. Last thing I want people to know is you have teamed up with Kathy Wood and ARC creating some media. What is it like once a month? And uh, I participated in this last conversation that you that you released and just really bringing on some brilliant thinkers. And uh, it's really neat that like, how did you link up with Kathy and like put this together? 
First, thanks for uh, joining that. That was awesome. What did you it think? It was awesome. It was. It was yeah, just. Tell me your perspective. No, it was. It was just a. It was an awesome group. We had Maulers, Obi, and some others, and it was just an awesome group to kind of jive on where we kind of think some of this is going, and maybe why on the uh, one of the things I remember is like the immediate settlement side. Like, why isn't that moving faster? Like, what are some of the incentives that are driving that? And it was just a great chat in general, and and really a lot of fun. But yeah, yeah. Big shout out to Kathy and Yasin. They've been believing in the Bitcoin Park mission for quite some time. So the idea, which was proposed to us, was around all these great monthly topics that we're bringing and having in-person conversations around. How do we leverage ARC's production team and distribution and then combine it with us creating and curating the content? And if that, you know, that worked out where we are able to create a different topic each month. So it's called the monthly Bitcoin brainstorm. Uh, we just released episode number one. We did have, yeah, Preston was on, Jack Mahlers was on, Kathy was on, uh, Yasin Almondra was on. We had Obi, we had Harry Sudak on, and it was just an amazing discussion around a few different topics and so, or a few different subtopics. The overarching topic was building and scaling. And then each month, go forward. We're going to do this hopefully the last week of every month we're targeting and um, whether we're going to curate a different conversation. So we have some ideas around Bitcoin and the economics and incentives of Bitcoin. We have AI and Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, I'm just super bullish on ARC and the Bitcoin Park podcast. And um, I'm cautiously optimistic on this uh, partnership. And I think this audience that they have, which is slightly overlaps with the Bitcoin Park audience, which is around high net worth individuals, family offices, private equity, institutional investors, as well as just Bitcoin curious folks, were able to create that content. And the cool thing is them giving us the controls around making this Bitcoin focused. They have their other crypto and other investment vehicles around their disruptive technology mission, but we're going to stay Bitcoin focused and uh, produce it every month. Awesome. All right, Rod. Well, we talked about quite a few different things there. We'll have links in the show notes to the items that you mentioned. And if people do want to come visit the park, hopefully between now and the conference, we'll have a link there where they can kind of go to the meetup portion and reach out. Any other highlights that you have or links that you want to highlight for people to to follow you or the park? No, I mean, we'll just put them in the show notes, but I just want to say thank you so much. I think this is my second podcast I've done I just, it's an, seriously an honor and a privilege, Preston. You've been doing this for so long and just to be a guest on your platform is truly an honor. Thank you, sir. So thank you. It was wonderful having you and it's been a lot of fun up there, up in Sovereign Valley. So That's right. All right. Thank you for making time and coming on the show, Rob. Absolutely. If you guys enjoyed this conversation, be sure to follow the show on whatever podcast application you use. Just search for We Study Billionaires. The Bitcoin-specific shows come out every Wednesday, and I'd love to have you as a regular listener. If you enjoyed the show or you learned something new or you found it valuable, if you can leave a review, we would really appreciate that. And it's something that helps others find the interview in the search algorithm. So anything you can do to help out with a review, we would just greatly appreciate. And with that, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you again next week. Thank you for listening to TIP. To access our show notes, courses, or forums, go to theinvestorspodcast.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. This show is copyrighted by the Investors Podcast Network. Written permissions must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting.